another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, a podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Royce, and with me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Hi, Pat. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. Uh, going good. Just sequestered here in my little uh, podcast fortress, uh, fighting off the... Uh, Austin is, like, back into the 90s as far as temperature goes. Like, it's... Uh, Tell me about... So we have, like, Tell me about this podcast fortress. Where do you where oh, what is your recording setup look like? So that it's a I hang out at my girlfriend's house most of the time. Now she lives like two blocks away from me. We're getting ready to move in anyway, so like I'm just there a lot. Mm-hmm. So I still have my my place and I went and put these uh I had I had these blackout curtains up on my up on my wall. And I only have like a desk lamp in here. And so it's like this little desk and I have it foamed, you know, like like I've the like, foam against the wall. Okay. And I have one of those cool little uh one of those like little half circle audio foam stands. Okay. And uh, and then it's just like yeah, my little fridge full of my waters and stuff. And oh, it's just man. my little it's, it's my little giving, podcast uh, fortress. It's giving r slash male living space. Have you ever seen that yeah, subreddit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- this would definitely baffle people <laughs> as to how I was happy like this. But uh, yeah. thankfully, <laughs> your your girlfriend has a lovely home. I've been to your girlfriend's house. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her nice place apartment. is cool. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I know I know that's not really how you live, but it sounds very uh, sounds very r slash male living space. A very yeah, good sure. subreddit. Uh, highly yeah. recommend. And this is just like like I pretty much just come back here. Like I think she had a friend in town last week, and I, was, I spent some, a couple nights here. But it's really just to record. And like just there's the a, podcast a ch- fortress. That's yeah. What there's that's there's what it's a about. a chalk a chalk calendar on the on the board that it still says September 2020, which is when I moved in here. Nice, nice. <laughs> so you really yeah, had yeah, big plans, and then <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, I'm gonna put all my stuff on this wall calendar, which you know never holds. I mean, I, I use my phone calendar, but a wall calendar is uh, I'll I'll never get myself to use one. So I have one. But, uh, uh, I have one hanging up in my kitchen and uh, I always think I'm going to write on it. I do change the months, but yeah, I've never written a single thing on that calendar. That is, yeah. it is pure decoration at this point. Yeah, Sydney's my, my my girlfriend. Sydney's real big about like um like yeah, she has like a, a dry erase board up in her thing, and it's like I just draw on it. That's all I use it for. And she yeah. actually writes like important shit on there. And I'm just like, why don't we just put it in her phone? I can add you to the note. And she's like, that <laughs> makes no sense. Just write it on the dry erase. So, <laughs> but uh, how are things up there in, uh, in in your podcast fortress? Things are good. Um, my my podcast fortress is right now because so I just went to the gym. And uh, I I did a lot of legs today, so I'm my podcast fortress is currently just lying in my bed because my legs <laughs> my legs hurt and I don't feel like sitting upright, so <laughs> I'm literally just lying in my bed. Yeah, but you know it's not bad. Man, I I, I you I, you'll do sometimes you'll be like, yeah, I'm, I'm laying down, and I don't know if I've ever. I think one time when I was on the road, I was in Airbnb, I did the podcast laying down. I'm before, afraid. I, I, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels so. That's so. I mean, I'm jealous because I like extreme I, I feel like lounge I like, energy. I just I yeah. gotta bring the laid back vibes. I'm not. I will yeah. say I'm not like I'm not like la- I'm not like tucked in. I'm not like yeah. full on going to bed. I'm like I'm. So I'm. I guess I'm. I guess I'm maybe like three quarters of the way up. So I'm like I'm go. like laying on all the throw pillows on the bed, like uh, yeah, back propped tight. up. I, I have my computer in my lap. So like, I'm not, yeah, I don't want to give people the wrong impression of me. Cause that yeah. would seem like I truly did not give a shit about this podcast. <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. You, you just Wait. had like a stocking <laughs> cap. You're about to hear like, you're about to hear like a rose, such a clatter and just get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. No, not not that uh not that old timey. Here, I think yeah, I might have a segue. We'll see. Okay, um, all right, all right. Speaking of old timey scams, I feel Ooh. like this is not uh date wise, you know, because I was thinking stocking cap back a throwback, yeah. you know. Um this is not an old timey scam date wise, but I feel like it involves one of the like most primal things that people have scammed about, which is gold. I feel like a lot oh, of a yeah. lot of like it's a classic scam material. I mean, there's a whole separate type of mineral that is fake gold that like you know, we got fool's gold yeah. going on. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you, you think the earth like did that on purpose? They're like, check this out, I'll make this one too. This this one doesn't this one ain't shit and they're gonna love it. Watch. <laughs> like, just <laughs> threw it out there. They're gonna d- this is purely for uh little kids to buy at uh science museums. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's pyrite. What this is gonna be for. Yeah. Yeah. Pyrite. I, I I had a few big pieces of pyrite when I was a kid. We used to like bury them in the backyard and like pretend they were treasure and shit. Yeah. Fun times. Shit was good uh, times. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I don't I don't understand like 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 we do a lot of currency scams and like I understand like having something backed by gold stuff like that but like investing in gold for like when the economy fails like I don't know I, mean, I see kind of how it makes sense but that also ultimately doesn't make any sense to me so I like, man, if the economy fails like fails fails it feels like it's just gonna be I don't know gold's gonna be like okay cool you have gold I have plastic I don't I just don't see it having like a real value yeah. If shit really hits the fan. Like, it, I, I understand why it has value in this society, but when you strip away, like, um, e- e- every sort of artifice, it's like, okay, all this is really is shiny. Like, yeah. how is this <laughs> yeah, going to exactly. help me? It's just pretty to look at. Like, Yeah, I'd be like, hey, when we get back to making microchips in 350 years, we're going to need all this shit, dude. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, then I will be king. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I feel like it's not going to be like a – it's not water. You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. a – not super useful. <laughs> um, but, but you know, it is it is valuable, and it is a pretty stable uh, thing to, to buy – you know, provided the like general mechanisms of society keep uh, keep operating, yeah. but yeah, I, Eli, uh, my co-host, I want a time to be alive. Went through a brief period where he was considering buying a bunch of precious metals, and I think we we're like, <laughs> Eli, man, you can't be yeah. that dude. Don't be that dude, dude. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like a hard cliff to walk back off of. You know, like I feel like once you're out there, you're in, man. <laughs> yeah. Because we, exactly. like, at the pawn shops, we had people. We had all like any way someone can economically interact with gold. We pretty much saw it, mm-hmm. and like that was that was definitely one of the people coming in and just buying all of our scrap gold and just looking at us like, oh, you idiots!" Right. <laughs> like, I, like, yeah. Well, I, I love somebody who is totally prepared and totally like, has all the advantages to survive in a world that is not the one they live in. I always think that's so very <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> what do you mean? Like if somebody's like, oh yeah, well when shit hits the fan, I, I, I'm i going to be doing A-okay. It's like, yeah, well ah, until that happens, you I are see. a depressed weirdo right. with zero <laughs> friends. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, until that like, happens, it's like, you're not doing great at all. You're really banking yeah. on being being the fucking Cormac McCarthy's the road, the like yeah, king of that. Yeah, it's like if you don't have a plan for if that doesn't happen, then like right. I don't actually think you're planning ahead that well. That's a really good point. It doesn't count as planning ahead if that if you're only planning for that eventuality. It's yeah. really, you're still living in a goddamn fantasy world at that point. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, hey, hey, have fun. I guess have fun, man. I don't know. Everybody needs a hobby. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, well, this story, this is about a, a gold scam on, on kind of a grand scale. Um, I'd never heard of this. I was looking this up because I was thinking about what to do. And um, my my best friend uh, lives in Canada. Her husband is Canadian. And she was like, I'm going to ask my husband for a Canadian scam that Ooh. like we might not have heard of. And uh, he, I, I realized when setting this up, uh, he didn't actually give me this one. He gave me another one that I might do. But uh, I was Googling, so I was like, Canadian scams. That's interesting. I wonder what we'll come up with. And I found this uh, this Canadian gold mining scam from the 90s. Um, so the company that uh, perpetuated this was called Brex. I, I think I pronounced that right. It was B-R-E hyphen X was the name okay. of this company. And uh, they really, they really did it big. This is, uh, they, they really went for it. And uh, yeah, so I, I pulled from a bunch of different sources, some contemporary sources from like the Washington Post, um, some local news sources from Canada, some, some other stuff. Uh, a lot of it was, was kind of contemporary to the time that this was yeah. happening. But uh, this was, when the last time we checked in on Canada, I think it was the, uh, the, the, the dude selling dirt. Was the last the time dude we selling dirt? Yeah, we did the dude yeah. selling dirt, and we did the maple syrup heist. Which um, yes, update about that. They just sentenced that guy. I heard. Um, oh, yeah. I can't. I can't remember how much he got, but they fined him pretty heavily. So uh, look that up. We, if we, you heard that. Heard that I, episode. I just brought that episode up on um, on my other podcast. That I do uh, uh, good at plants, bad at life because we did a whole one because the guy that I do it with was up in the northeast for like a week, like uh, helping to set up maple syrup farms. Oh, and nice. we got we, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so yeah, let's let's, let's hear about what else these uh, these these filthy northerners can get into. Okay, so. Um, this I, I like this story because it, it ultimately it's a it's a gold mining crime and kind of uh, a financial system crime, which like it's nice to know Canada's uh, sort of like finance industry is also stupid and fucked up. Like, yeah, that makes me feel good. They get a lot. They like lord a lot of stuff over us. It's they like, stunt on us 24 seven. So yeah. it does feel good to get one back. Yeah. So Briex, the company that is at the center of this. Um, they started as like a penny stock mining company. They were, they were very small and yeah, just like a classic, like kind of obscure, uh, cheap public offering, uh, for, for mining. So, um, they purchased the rights in, uh, 1993 to, uh, some land in the jungles of Borneo. So uh, Borneo is, uh, they were in Indonesia. I believe Borneo has two different countries on it. I think it's Indonesia and Malaysia. But anyway, um, so they bought this land on on, on Borneo uh, on like the mouth of a river in a jungle. And... Oh, hell yeah. I was right. Malaysia and Indonesia. I'm very proud of myself for that. Um, (laughs) So uh, the plot of land like did not there there was no evidence that there was gold there. But um, this geologist who they were working with, uh, this guy named John Felderhoff, he was like, I think this is going to be a good buy. I think there's gold here. And John Felderhoff had previously discovered a huge gold and copper mine in new guinea which is nearby to to borneo okay so so he's he's the kind of guy you take his word for it yeah like he had just kind of made a name for himself in this world uh which is like i feel like if he found like the one way to be like 
an like evil geologist. Like I feel like <laughs> I don't think of geologists as being like super into profit and stuff, but it's like, yeah. Oh yeah. I guess a geologist would be who you'd go to, to find like precious metals. Like that is, you yeah, do kind of yeah, need yeah, them. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that would be, yeah, I'm sure they've actually probably had a, a hand in, uh, in, in a lot of, uh, uh, dastardly land transactions. Yeah. Yeah. Just never thought about it. Thought they were just, uh, more like this yeah. guy I follow on TikTok who uh, is a geologist graduate student in upstate New York who plays a game on his TikTok called What's Inside That Rock, where he just <laughs> smashes a rock open with a sledgehammer and then shows you what's inside it. That's kind of more what I thought geologists were like. But Yeah, nope. right. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm, I'm sure that's most of them, I guess, but I guess <laughs> you, want the, you want those big bucks. I follow a really cool guy on Twitter uh, who just yeah, people essentially find him when they when they ask him what a thing is. You know, that's that's a trilobite, and mm-hmm. then you realize that he's just like a, he's on like a team follow back, and he's got like a hundred thousand followers, but he follows a hundred thousand people. Yeah, one he's, of those. Uh, cool older guy posts a lot of like Democrat stuff, but he's he's fun. <laughs> well, you know, look him up if you need a rock identified. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so this guy uh, John Felderhoff, he's like buy this land, and they are like, great, we're gonna buy this land. So um, Felderhof uh, made this recommendation based on core samples that he'd gotten from the this other guy who's kind of the main guy in our story, uh, this Filipino guy named Michael de Guzman. And Michael de Guzman was a mining prospector who was kind of overseeing this mining site before Briex bought it. So... Michael de Guzman uh, gives him these cores, these core samples, and Felderhoff's like, oh my God, there's tons of gold here. Like, this is amazing. Um, yeah. He starts saying, um, like, Guzman, after they buy the site, Guzman is giving them more and more core samples. And the estimates of how much gold is on this site keep going up and up and up and up based on these core samples. So. First, they say there's 136,000 pounds of gold here. Then wow. the next year, they're saying over 2 million pounds. By 1997, they're telling investors, we think there are there's over 5 million pounds of gold here, and which would have been like the biggest uh, yeah. gold deposit like, ever <laughs> found. Like, crazy. So that's what's up. Yeah. Always good to know that you're on the verge of something historical and never before seen. That's always, you know, you're like, all right, good, good. I got here at the right time then. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to strike it rich in mining, like you're probably, it's probably a better bet. Like, isn't a small gold mine enough for you? Like, why do you need (laughs) a huge gold mine? You own a gold mine. Like you're doing fine, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you own the mine. I just have a a sensible mine, nothing too obscene. Yeah. I I see where you're coming from on that. I mean, look, that's what launched Elon Musk. That's all you need. Yeah. Just yeah. one little emerald oh, yeah. mine. That's all you need. Oh, I don't see people's brains just snapping when you're like, they're like, man, he came from nothing, bro. It's like, he literally did not. Like, I'm just like, wait, he had what? A I, goddamn I feel... pocket full of emeralds. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just like looking for spare change. Like, emeralds falling. Oh, shit. Sorry. Hold on. <laughs> so. Yeah, like these guys are super excited. They're like they're um getting people uh you know to to invest in this company and their stock is going crazy, obviously, with all of this speculation about this this gold deposit. Um so they they set up this was like the late 90s, right? So 
they set up a website, which is like, you know, Uh-oh. for night for the late nineties. <laughs> this is like ninety seven. Like, damn. Yeah, Roll to the board meeting, like, you guys ain't even gonna believe this shit. Watch this. <laughs> and like I got us a website. <laughs> yeah, and like the big thing on their website was you could watch the stock ticker live. Like go oh, up yeah. and up and up and up about their gold. So people are getting people are getting gold fever. People are going nuts. Um <laughs> When, like I said, when they started, they were a penny stock company. So they 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 were thirty cents a share, um, and then by 1997, um, they were selling for two fifty a share, which brought the valuation of their company at the peak of this gold speculation to six billion dollars. B wow. billion in Whoa. 1997. That's, so like, that's cr- yeah, you, you do it a billion in Clinton's in Clinton's 97. You know yeah. What I mean? that's, <laughs> Dude, that's insane. Like, also, like, like when I hear that, I, all I think about is like, man, what if you bought it at thirty cents? And you know, yeah, saying? You like, uh, you know, hundred shares, and it, but and like that would be the thing. It'd be like you, ha- you have to know, like, get the hell out now, because I have a, I have a feeling <laughs> that those stocks aren't going to be that valuable for that much longer. But uh, man, yeah, if you buy it at that price and then get out at that, that's just that's insane. It's life changing amounts of money. That's just wild to even think about. Yeah, just on a on a a gamble on a gamble. The stock yeah. market is insane to me. Um, yeah, don't understand it. Probably should. Probably need to. <laughs> at this point in my I life, I just feel like I I don't like how it. It's so funny we talk about like a, like a strong stock market, and but like it feels like whenever anything goes wrong, that's the first thing that tanks on us. Like like, like if uh, the wrong plane flies into the wrong building or something something <laughs> happens at the wrong shore, the first dude that takes off is the is the stock market. He just evaporates and we're just left to deal with the shit on our own. And then like we start, I don't know. It just feels it feels like if he was really that useful, he would stick around. When shit got bad, I don't know. That's well, just it me. just it, it like it does that, but then also it seems totally divorced from like the rest of life too. Like stocks yeah. like kept going up during COVID and stuff, and it's like, what is this attached to? Like, what is yeah, this? Yeah. What does this yeah, mean? We, like, what, why? Yeah, there's like thousands of people dying every day. People are like, but yeah, like like if the stock market's doing great. It's like I don't know if that's really translating into my sphere, dude. Yeah, I just like don't. I don't understand it. I. I will say uh, something that I have been thinking about a lot that is really funny to me is, again, Eli on What a Time to Be Alive, he said that, like, he, he, like, invests and he, his, like, mutual fund or whatever had the option. They were like, okay, you, you can invest in, like, the regular thing or we have this other thing where we put your money only in, like, ethical companies, like, companies that, you know, either, like, give this much uh back to yeah. charity or like you know our carbon neutral or whatever and he was like okay i'm gonna do that and then as soon as he did it he was like oh wow i'm making no money i'm gonna switch yeah. back to the <laughs> he yeah, was like right? give me give me yeah. the raytheon i can't live yeah, like yeah, this yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. i, I want to move everything back into the umbrella corporation please thank right, you right <laughs> exactly no like give me the unethical one because they're doing yeah. great they're doing so well <laughs> they almost have to do that as like uh, th- like that like I feel like that's like a selling point for the unethical shit. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that that has to only exist to showcase the unethical stocks. <laughs> totally, it's like yeah, give me that BlackRock. Like it's fine. It's this yeah, is yeah. the only way it's gonna help me. <laughs> anyway, so these guys they're super into their into their uh, yeah their their stock is going straight up. They're uh, worth six billion dollars. And all of this is based on these core samples. 
Um, he's taken, this guy de Guzman has taken thousands of core samples at this point. Um, the, uh, Briex, the company in its like public statements and filings would say that the estimates of the size, like, you know, this X million pounds of gold or whatever, uh, they said that that had been vetted by, um, an engineering firm in Montreal. This like very respected engineering firm that like all this data had been checked out. Um, but what they didn't publicize was the fact that this engineering firm was also using these same core samples to validate this data. So like no one else yeah. is getting core samples from this. Place. <laughs> Man, I, I, so uh, I, I have a feeling about how I, I, I see how I could go about, you know, uh, uh, Waiting with bated breath, Cap. I, I think I think I see what this guy's doing, Perhaps. and but we'll find out. We'll see. <laughs> so, um, like they, I mean, they also some people definitely raise suspicions about this, um, because like this is such a huge financial uh, windfall for these people that like a lot of people do get um, independent geologists to try to kind of validate these claims. So, yeah. like some private people like private people who invested in this got their own guy to come check this out. And some of those guys said, I don't think you should invest in this. I think that like there's something suspicious going on. So basically what they were saying was they, this guy was taking these core samples and he was crushing them all up to be like, to, to um, like take data from. And so there was no sample left to like verify yeah. the sample against, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so they, yeah. So when they the like whole... test evidence in a murder case, like they're like, if we ta- if we take this little bit of the shirt and test it now, that means we have no more shirt to test later. You exactly, know, she, like, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like, there's no core left to be like this sample came from this core. Like all the cores yep. have been crushed up. So they're like, that seems weird. And the gold fragments in the cores. They don't look like the right shape for this kind of mine. Like they look like um, they look like they've been um, like panhandled out of a river. They don't look like they've come from yeah. in the minerals, uh, <laughs> like other things like that. They're just like this. Just seems yeah. weird. We think they might They're be like the gold doesn't. Li- We're not sure if the gold came from the ground because th- this is clearly a four finger ring and that's a locket. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? right, right. <laughs> There's some Cuban links in here. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah, it's a four finger ring. It says pimp, and I, I just think I, I I don't know if that's a naturally occurring gold formation. I don't know. Call me crazy, but yeah, <laughs> I did not know it came like that. That is surprising. <laughs> it's just like gold teeth and shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently in mining, there's a name for this, um, which makes sense because it seems like the oldest way to cheat uh, in terms of gold. They, they it's called salting the samples. That's what they think he's doing. He's salting the samples, Uh-oh. meaning he's adding gold to them to make it look like there is you know it just has to add a little sprinkle of it to make it look like there's indicative of more so but that i mean all that comes of that is these private investors choose not to invest like nobody investigates them it's just like some rich guy hires a geologist and the geologist comes back to him and is like "Mm, pass you know yeah (laughs) so um Another thing that like may allowed them to sort of escape further research is that um, I don't know if this has changed, but at the time in Canada, um, because these investments were mostly private, there was no um, like 
no independent like verification had to happen with the claims that this company was making even though a lot of the stock ended up being sold on the public market from those private investors so like it wasn't it wasn't a private company like it was listed it was a stock you know like a stock you could buy but because it was courting um private investments it didn't have to go through this like extra layer of verification so that's that's, i i yeah, I've worked. Uh, I've worked in construction jobs where the, where the we the, the dude I was working for was just was well, like well, wealthy, and he would just buy properties outright with cash. And you know, I, I there's a couple places here in Austin, Texas that I've done the plumbing for, and I don't think I, I don't think I can tell you how crazy of a sentence that really is because I have like, like I and that I is, bet that the is, places where you've done the plumbing now sell for like. A million five, just because of yeah, how yeah, yeah. fucked up. And, yeah, and, and I, I can't, yeah, I can't. That'd be like if somebody was like, "Who, who drove you here today?" And they're like, "My goldfish drove me here today." Like it's, it's that, it's yeah. as absurd a sentence. <laughs> and like I was just allowed to do it because nobody was coming in because he didn't have to tell the city. Like he wasn't filing for a bank loan. He, you know, right. he wasn't. He wasn't telling the city he was building these shitty tenement apartments. So he just was like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. And uh, yeah, so sorry if you're out there and your toilet is not flushing and you live in one of these places. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you are if you live in a cheap rental in Austin, just assume Pat built it. You probably <laughs> won't be right, but like, even if Pat didn't build it, like, another Pat built it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're, we're somebody else just like me. There's, oh, those guys, that that guy would, like, Long-time listeners knew that dude I worked for. He just had somebody uh, flyer downtown, calling him a, a slumlord, yeah. and uh, like like putting fly- flyers all over his businesses downtown. So yeah, that story's heating up. <laughs> so I'll keep you posted. <laughs> we might that. have to cover him on here someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I have to I have to wait like a, a year or two. <laughs> but when we do, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. Um, but yeah, so like some people are sort of getting wise to this, but as far as the stock market knows, and as far as all the investors go, this company is worth nine billion dollars. So um, yeah, the the company is is totally like they can say whatever they want. They their only public prospectus was from before they even bought this land, so like they don't even mention it. So yeah, they're like they're basically allowed to do whatever they want and uh, tight. It, it's it's bad. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think it's tight. <laughs> it's tight for call them. Call me crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, this is such a huge find, and Briex again started as a penny stock company, so they're very small, and bigger companies then take notice of this huge gold mine. So there were offers for a takeover. Um, from private companies and also even from the Indonesian government. So um, President Suharto, who is very, very powerful in in Indonesia, um, he wanted to nationalize it. He was like, this is in Indonesia. Give back to the Indonesian people. Um, You know, how do do we get in on this? So the thing is, like, Suharto is from this big, powerful family, and, like, all of his relatives, like have weird investments and connections to mining firms and shit. Like there's one where like, yeah, there there's like one firm investment firm that's run by Suharto's sister who, um, 
like is working with this guy who's working with George H.W. Bush. So it's like very yeah. powerful, like uh, sort of Theranosy like yeah. levels here of of investment. Um, that's so that's, that's so crazy. Like your family's business is investing, and like everybody in your family runs a powerful investment firm. That's that's a, that's a level of like influence and power that's like unfathomable. That's crazy. Yeah, like unfathomable because like it it should not be allowed. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like very should, fucked up. Yeah, especially if clear, one you of should them not is, be able to fathom that. <laughs> especially if one of them is the president. Like that's probably not. Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so there's like all of these different um, Suharto relatives are like getting in on a bunch of different sides of this. Like one of them kind of aligns with Briex. One of them aligns with um, this guy, uh, Barrick, who's working with George H.W. Bush. Like there's just all these people involved and they're sort of at this stalemate. And Suharto, uh, in response, halts the final approval to mine. Like... He's like, this is, uh, this firm is too small to mine this huge gold mine. We need to figure something out. So eventually they end up splitting the deal between um, Briex, the government of Indonesia, and a larger mining company that was already working in the area called Freeport McMoran Copper and Gold. Uh, so, a good a good Indonesian company, Freeport yes. McMoran. <laughs> like, yeah, just, uh, uh, yeah. A yeah, good Indonesian is, boy. This is like fully colonialism. Like that is what it's yeah, yeah. here, no question. <laughs> oh, um, man, yeah, that's, yeah, that's just uh, clearly one of the locals, that guy is. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, a small mom and pop Indonesian business. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We love to see it. Um, But the thing is, like this, uh, when this happens, th- now there's more people involved who know about mining and shit and... They uh, th- they need to take their own core samples and stuff. Like Freeport yeah. McMoran is a legit operation, and so they before they will like com- fully sign on, they need to independently verify that there is gold. And yeah. this and so is if, if I can ask you if I can ask you one because there was a there was like the guy who was actually providing these core samples was yes. um, a Filipino man living in Indonesia. That is correct, and correct. we are okay. just we are just about to come back to him because okay, uh, cool, cool, yeah. I was, I was, I was like, because I know what I would do. I would just be like, I don't know, man. I, I would just try to get bought out at this point and just disappear. I'd be like, hey, you know what, guys? Yeah, you're right. This, uh, I, you know, we don't have what it takes. You can buy me out for. I'll make it easy, five hundred million, and I'll go about it. <laughs> yeah, and you'll never hear from me again. Sorry, I bothered you. Sorry, my bad. Just backing out of the room, like whoops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, he, he basically, he does that, but in a very dramatic fashion, um, because nice. this deal was fe- finalized in late February of 1997, and a month later, uh, Michael de Guzman um, jumps out of a helicopter and is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So here's the thing. So they find his body in the jungle... Um, but it they they had to identify him uh, by they said a molar they were like he has no hands and no feet and no <laughs> dick and like what happened that's like I know you cut off like all identifying marks like well your hands got your fingerprints your feet out of their peculiar way you cut off your dick like your dick's not that legendary He's bro like, no no <laughs> man people are gonna know people are gonna know get rid of it. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like Twitter's gonna get a hold of it. Everybody's gonna know whose dick that is. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I mean, granted, it is the jungle, and uh, animals will go after extremities. I think so. Like That's the right. the thing was that they were like, well, wild animals ate him. So, but we're but. He's gone, and also shit is starting to hit the fan for him. Uh, so we think that he jumped out of this helicopter. Yeah, um, but jury's out. We'll we'll get back to that. He the, the, again, all this identifying stuff is off this body. He's very rich. He's committed a crime. You know, yeah. it it's not outside the realm of possibility that this this was yeah. some other poor sucker who got thrown out. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> it's just like because uh, yeah, that, that doesn't. Seem, it seems like he's in a he's in a scenario where he may, it may not be that hard for him to get get a hold of a human body. You know, like yes. just, yeah. <laughs> so um, naturally, like after this happens, uh, things start to go downhill. So oh no. Um, yeah, yeah. Sa- sadly <laughs> enough, um, Freeport, the other mining company, gets there, and they're like, "Yeah, there's no gold here." Like, they <laughs> they drill they drill a meter from where De Guzman had drilled, and there was no gold. So, that's obviously a problem. Oh man, that's. <laughs> That's like that, it's just like the amount of money that's tied up in that. Like you know, like you're you're in another country with a mining crew, and like that's just. I mean, like I have in, in my days, like you know, opened up a you know, realized that like the, the, the I bought fake weed from somebody when I was like a teenager or whatever, or like yeah, looked like, opened up an envelope and realized like oh shit, the thing I I want isn't in here, and like just to get there and be like oh, there's no gold in the ground, and it's not like you're out forty bucks and you're out like four billion dollars. That's insane. Right, and you told a bunch of your rich friends that there was tons of yeah. gold in the ground, and now you have to be like, whoops, sorry, yeah, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who told That's me that wh- jumped out of a helicopter. Yeah. So <laughs> That's why I make friends with people who don't care about my gold, because I don't have it. So, like, <laughs> and, and it's the strongest friendships, man. That's the thing. He's like, look, this is just a test of who's a fake friend. That's what this yeah, is yeah. about. <laughs> he just calls like a board meeting. He's like, since there, he's like... Damn, I don't know how many of y'all are fake as shit. Like, <laughs> he just Kim Jong Un'd the fucking like everybody, like <laughs> essentially like drawing out the haters. Yeah, man, this was all just to smoke out the haters. You got to get them out before you can make the real money. <laughs> yeah, that's it's yeah, important. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so like Freeport does a bunch more tests. Briex is is cagey about this. It's so this it's sort of unclear how far up the chain this went. This this uh um you know, con, but what another like really fun sort of narrative flourish about this is that uh Michael de Guzman it started the the cause so he was he was doing this thing called salting the samples as I said. He yeah. was he was mixing Samples with just dirt with gold shavings. But when it started, he was using shavings from his own wedding ring, which I just think is like, <laughs> yeah. man, first of all, his wife must have been pissed. Yeah. <laughs> but second of all, that's just like, it's such a, such a like low down con artist thing to do. It's like, this is the only thing of value I have. Let me yeah. turn this oh, into yeah, $9 yeah, billion, yeah. Dollars, you know? <laughs> He's like, honey, I, uh, I I sold my wedding ring to fool a you know a billion dollar mining company, and she's like, well, damn, I sold, I bought a billion dollar mining company <laughs> <laughs> to get you. I don't know how the gift of the magi works, but you guys get the joke. 
So I, I also I think there's he was like a dirtbag in life too. He he had like a secret family. He like got he he was like married to a woman in Indonesia and had kids and then or sorry, he was married in the Philippines and then when he came to Indonesia, he married a woman like half his age and uh, Oh yeah. Just real scumbag shit. Um, she had no idea about the other family, like all that stuff. So you made it pretty far in life for a guy with no hands, no feet, no dick. You know, yeah. what I'm <laughs> or, wait, or wait, 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 what? How'd that work? No. <laughs> exactly. He really over overcame the odds. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had no hands, no feet, no dick. This is how he led a nation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like, I guess that must have been the wedding ring from the the wife back in uh, in the Philippines. If he's yeah. shaving it down for gold shavings. So then, <coughs> after he after he runs out of w- wedding ring gold, I guess he, <laughs> he yeah, it's a, it's a finite resource, man. Yeah, yeah. So he he buys uh, sixty one thousand dollars of uh, locally panned gold. So again, at least he bought local. That's always good. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll last you a long time because you yeah. only have to put a tiny little bit in the samples. To have them extrapolate out, like, well, if there's this much in this sample, yep, that must mean there's like a vein of gold in here that's like worth, you know, billions of dollars. Yeah. So, and, and now was he was he in as an investor or was he just in as like a, like a, like a high paid specialist? So he was the project manager for the mine, and okay. so like not only was he, I'm sure he had, you know, I, I'm sure he was seeing the returns on this. They're yeah. also like this was gonna be such a big undertaking that like a little mining town, um, like sprung up in the uh, like by this uh, sample, you know, because like oh, people thought there were gonna be jobs, like th- this yeah. was like a big, a big deal. I'm getting like Scott's tots times a thousand with this, <laughs> just like yes. everything, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like it had there was this like little town that it had like a church and a school, like people were ready to go. So I'm sure I'm sure he was like being pro- like profitable in the in this mining yeah. town and fucking all these people over. Um so yeah, like he uh he he was certainly getting paid. I don't know if he had his own money invested in this or not, but um naturally like after he jumps out of the helicopter and all this all this shit hits the fan um Briex was hit with a bunch of securities lawsuits um they again were like really cagey about this they were just like they, they sort of tried to act like they got fooled or like the everything else was like just misunderstandings but yeah. they, clearly like the damage had been done and not only did this like basically cause Briex to collapse it also made a lot of people way more hesitant to invest in gold mining like, just that yeah, how it, so, easily this guy fooled yeah. everybody. And, and, and wouldn't that, like, then I, I guess that would, like, that would have, like, like repercussions that ripple outward in, like, the gold, like, community and economy, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it, people really were, like, really, really cautious. Um, people did not yeah. want to take the chance after this happened. So, <laughs> um, the guy who owned the company, this guy, David Walsh, he uh he just pieced out to the Bahamas and left until he he died the next year of an aneurysm probably from the amount of stress <laughs> that he was under for this shit yeah right. <laughs> for sure yeah I, I I I'm surprised he made it out the country like yeah I, I would probably yeah. have a heart attack like when I got the phone call so good for him <laughs> but yeah he pieced out to the Bahamas 
Um, another, the other guy that we talked about, John Felderhoff, the geologist who recommended um, the site. He so like th- that's sort of the thing that is the least clear is like was he in on it or yeah. I I think what it seems like to me is that he probably wasn't initially in on it, but found out and kept it going. I think that's yeah. what happened because yeah. he like right before all the shit hit the fan, he sold all his stock and made a t- <laughs> fuck ton of money. He he did what you said would be like. The yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, the 33 cents out of the 250. Yeah. That's so insane. He, man. he sold all his stock right before everything went down, went south. So he okay. ended what, up. What luck. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like. <laughs> They Canada also did not think that that was uh, necessarily a, a coincidence. So he was tried uh, for securities fraud, but he was he ended up being acquitted. So um, he even though he made eighty four million dollars right before the scandal hit, um, he his defense was that he was too dumb to know that that's what was going on. And uh, yeah, <laughs> hey, I'm just a big dumb idiot who's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, man. I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. No, I couldn't <laughs> tell that this gold wasn't from this place, even though my entire job is to tell people whether gold is from this place or not. That's yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I and honestly, I think it's a little unfair that you're expecting that of me. Exactly. Damn. Really? Yeah. And then, so here's the very last piece of information I have about this. Um, Michael de Guzman was allegedly spotted in Canada in 2006. So, I mean, he probably would have been easy to pick out in the crowd because of the whole no hands, no feet, no (laughs) (laughs) police. Yeah, the 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 Canadian Mounted Police are urging residents to be able to look out for a man with no hands, no feet, and no dick. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, I guess that's. Uh, I would imagine that because that, that that guy getting dropped in the, in the in the jungle that sounds sketchy as shit. And that sounds like something that that dude would be able to would be able to pull off. So I yeah. would not be surprised if he's living somewhere, um, just you know, out in Toronto in the six. Yeah, you know, just, yeah, like, just chilling. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, what? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, let's see. Worth it. I'm gonna say. Well, not for because now homeboy uh, Felderhofer. He he ended up. He caught in prison, right? No, he was acquitted. So, oh, he's acquitted, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think worth it for everybody. I yeah, think worth everybody... It for everybody involved, except uh, unless you're one of those people that decided you're gonna get 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 on the in the in the mining boomtown that turned yeah. out to not be. I'm sure it wasn't worth it for those folks, but yeah, everybody who was in on it seemed to skate. Yeah, I mean, the owner of the company ended up, like I said, having an aneurysm, but we can't chalk that up to this necessarily. And yeah. he he had it while he was in the Bahamas. Living a great yeah, life, he, so yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Who knows? He, yeah, he might have like, I don't know, been getting like a like like the resort like the resort special hand job or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, who knows what happened? It could have been the best moment of his life when he had that aneurysm. So absolutely, yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you fucked over a, a lot of Indonesian miners, I guess. Um, yeah, but almost everyone else was just like some rich guy. So yeah, not the worst. Yeah, and, you, yeah, and I would say like, uh, yeah, worth it. I, I, I don't know how the, the the intricate economies and things like this work, but it seems like if they were building up a mining town around there, like they at least like it seems like infrastructure came. I, I don't imagine we just all pack up and go home. So That's maybe true. Uh, they might have helped that region out. You know, that yeah, might, yeah, uh, yeah. that might have been good for them. So yeah, yeah, I mean, in that case, I feel like it's worth it for everybody except the guy that got dropped out of the helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> no matter who he is, whether he was Michael de Guzman or another guy, yeah, not right? worth it for him. 
Uh, just yeah, his handless, dickless, footless self fall to the ground. It's like freeze frames. Like you're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, shit. Well, thank you very much, Kath. That was a fun one uh, from our our neighbors to the north. Yeah. That's what's up now. This is uh, yeah, guys. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. If you like what you heard, we actually do have a Patreon. It's a uh, patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. And you can actually sign up for that. You get two free episodes a month, access to our Discord chat, and uh, well, two more episodes a month. I guess it's not free, but access to our Discord and all of our back catalog, which is almost as like thriving and, and uh, plentiful as our regular uh, free episode catalog. So go ahead and check that out. We had a, a bunch of new people sign up today. Uh, welcome to the chat. And uh, yeah, if you guys, uh, might, uh, you can find me on Twitter. My name is Pat Saroyce, is at PZTX. That's P E E Z Y T X. And if you're going to, uh, in the month of May, I'm actually going back out on the road and I'm going to have shows in the following states. So if you live in. Let's see this guy here. Yeah, if you live in uh, Wisconsin, Georgia, North Carolina, or Illinois, uh, I'll be all over those places uh, throughout the month of May, and you can check my Twitter to find all the dates. And, uh, yeah, aside from that, uh, Kathy, you got anything for us? Yeah, um, I have another podcast called What a Time to Be Alive. It uh, is a weekly podcast about stupid news stories. Um, I also run a monthly show called Paid Protest. It's a monthly fundraiser for various DSA-affiliated working groups. And causes this month, our show is April 15th at 8 p.m. That's a Friday at Secret Loft on 14th Street, uh, 137 West 14th Street. We're doing a fundraiser for Elapa for New York, uh, who's running for state assembly, uh, one of the DSA-endorsed candidates. So that'll be really fun. Come check that out. I have a bunch of other shows on my Twitter, Kath Barbadoro. uh, On there, I post all my dates. So thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah, guys. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, you know, we hope to uh, see you again. Or, uh, and but yeah, everybody signed up. If you're out there, be safe, be smart. Uh, you know, but above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>